seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Seeker. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia. I'm a guide in your awakening, helping you to manifest, helping you to develop your intuition, helping you to tune into your soul's purpose and become all that you are meant to be in this lifetime. I help you to manifest what you see in your mind's eye and fulfill your soul's purpose and just really make the most of this experience. So if you are here, I am sure you are going through an awakening, whether you you realize it or not, if you're interested in manifestation, intuition, woo-woo stuff like past lives and spirit teams and all of this type of stuff, if this is what you're about or you've just become more curious in maybe the last few years or last few months, you are going through an awakening, my friend, and it is time to continue moving forward to really tap into the magic that you are meant for. And that's what I am all about. That's what this show is all about. So I'm so excited to support you in that. In today's episode, I am giving you 10 keys to having a daily practice that helps you manifest. So I've got a lot to say today, but this is going to be, um, I don't know about short cause I always intend to make it shorter, but punchy to the point I've got 10 points that we need to move through. All of them are really going to help you to create a daily practice that actually helps you manifest. And we're going to get you know into that. And I'm going to talk about what a daily practice is and what it's not, because did you know it doesn't have to include journaling? I know, right? Shocking. But anyways, we will get to that in just a second. Before I dive in, I just want to say hi to any of you that are new here. We've got so many new listeners joining the community, listening to the show. I am so excited that you are here. As I said, my name is Talia Joy. And if you have not yet found me on Instagram or been to my website, all of that is below. If you would like, I would love to see you on Instagram or on Facebook, get to know you more. I'm always interacting with the community, posting hacks and reels and photos and posts and all the good things, you know, the normal social media shit, right? <laughs> so if you want to come find me on social media, it's at Talia Joy Manifestation. That's on Facebook or on Instagram and all the links are below. And below there's also a brand new link to a freebie center that I have created. Yay! So all my free gifts are now in one spot. So you can sign up to that below, of course, for free if you desire to. And the last thing I want to say before we dive in is that we are launching right now the daily practice challenge, which is why I'm talking about this so much. This is so important. You guys, I was manifesting and on this journey for so long while avoiding having any kind of regular practice. It's actually amazing that I manifested anything before I had a daily practice because 
it has actually changed my life, changed my manifestations, changed the way I interact with myself, my self-love, my self-care. We're going to dive all into this in the episode. But what I wanted to say is if you are called to create yourself a new daily practice or to get in the habit of creating a ritual, a daily practice for yourself, or maybe you already have a practice, but you're lacking ideas. You want new ideas. You want to freshen it up, have it be more potent, more focused around maybe manifestation or healing. I invite you to join us in the daily practice challenge. So just really quickly, it's going to be 14 days where you get a new practice every single day. You also get access as soon as you sign up to the daily practice portal, which has a ton of practices already in there. So if you're joining us for the live round, but you sign up ahead of time before August 1st, you can dive into that portal and get started right away with some extra practices. And then at any time during the challenge, if you want to swap out one of the ones for the day. If it doesn't resonate you, you can go to that daily practice portal, swap one out, or you can use anything that you've already been doing for yourself. So the whole intention of this is to give you a bunch of new rituals that you can use for the rest of your life. It's to support you, give you new meditations. There's a movement, a simple daily practice movement slash breath work slash moving energy ritual. It's so fun. And there's so many beautiful practices in there that you'll be able to use forever. You'll have access to this daily practice portal so you can actually just use it and you can go in and press play and download anytime you want in the future. But the intention of going through the 14 days, whether you join us in the in the live round or you're hearing this after, you can go through it on your own. It's going to be available for everybody, and I highly recommend you do. The purpose is to practice having a practice. And I say that laughing because we have to practice practicing. And I'm going to dive into this in some of the points that I'm talking about, but we have most of us myself included, do not know, have not known how to really take care of myself emotionally, spiritually, physically. I'm not just talking about brushing my teeth and getting enough sleep. I'm talking about honoring my needs, nourishing myself, showing up for myself. And that is such an important part of a daily practice. It's not about the specific journal prompts or it's not just about doing one thing because you should to all of you A students that want to do things right and do the right practices. And a right practice is incredible, but it's not really about that. It's about you starting to commit to yourself. So I don't want to go too far because this is part of the first key that I'm going to get into. And you'll hear this come up as a theme, but the whole intention of creating a daily practice for yourself is to learn how to show up for yourself, to practice honoring your needs, making space for yourself, making time for yourself, even if it's just five minutes. It's more about showing yourself that you matter rather than exactly what you're doing, if that makes sense. So in this challenge, I'm going to offer you a bunch of different styles of daily practices. There'll be journaling, there'll be movement, there'll be meditation. There's all these ones as I'm talking about to show you that it doesn't have to be a big deal. Some of them are five minutes. All of them are under 20 minutes. So you really don't need a lot of time to start nourishing yourself, to start manifesting more, to start showing up for yourself on a deeper level. So I invite you into the daily practice challenge 
challenge. It's going to be so fun. There's a private private support group in on Facebook that we're going to be connecting and keeping each other accountable. And I will be in there every day rooting you on. We'll be sharing how we enjoyed the practices and really starting to get into the rhythm of committing to ourself, of showing up to ourselves. So if you've had a little voice inside being like, you should have a daily practice, you should make time for yourself, you should show up for yourself, instead of it being a should, let's put that into action. So join me in the 14-day daily practice challenge. As I said to you, you do not have to do the live round. If you're listening to this later in time, you go through it on your own. It's going to be so powerful. You'll get an email every single day with a brand new practice, and you can really start to reset your energy and get into that rhythm. Okay, that's all the housekeeping that I had to say today. Let's dive into the 10 keys to having a daily practice that helps you manifest. So the first key that is really important, and it's very simple, but I can't tell you in talking to clients how often we're maybe missing it or just not thinking about this. So number one, make it something you enjoy. So this backs on, it's not about the journal prompt. It's not about the exact thing that you do that gets you some sort of spiritual gold stars. It's about you showing up for you. So I have this one beautiful client and I'll be talking and I'm like, you know, maybe take some time for you today and do some yoga or go for a walk. And I use these examples and I always say that like your highest self, does she do yoga? Does she, you know, um, whatever, how does she dress? How does she feel? We're talking. And finally one day she's like, Talia, I just really don't like yoga. I try, but I just find it so boring. and I just don't like it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Then omit that from everything that I've ever said. Don't do yoga if you don't like it. And that's, I mean, obviously yoga is an exercise. I'd say the same thing to somebody starting to exercise. I hate yoga. Well, then go do yoga. Like that just seems ridiculous. It's just like exercise. We need to find something that we actually enjoy so that we continue showing up. And because again, a lot of us need to realize that manifestation is the energy that we carry moment by moment. So just like if you did something exercise that you hated and for one hour you're doing something you hate, your vibration in that time is one of, I hate this, or I loathe this, or when is this over? But if you chose to go on a hike or on a walk or something else you really enjoyed, the hour could fly by and your vibration, your mindset is like, oh, I love this. That one is so much better for you, even if, just even with exercise as the example, even if it's less calories or it's less intense, if you enjoy it, that is always better for you. So coming back to the daily practice, make it something you enjoy so that you want to show up. If you hate yoga, if you hate journaling, if you hate you know, a guided meditation. If you do not like those things, if you feel awkward sitting in silence, thinking about your grocery list and what you're going to make tonight for dinner, it is not the same as being in a daily practice that nourishes you. So make sure you pick something that you enjoy. And if you need some suggestions, of course, join me in the challenge. But in the previous episode where we're also talking about the daily practice, I shared with you how I created mine. And just a really quick overview, I make a giant list of all the things that I enjoy doing sometimes, right? Um, Meaning 
it's not that I do all of these every day, but what are all the things I enjoy doing? And in the last episode, I gave you tons of examples in the daily practice challenge. We're going to go all into this, but it's pulling cards. It's stretching for me. This is part of my list. Mala beads, um, prayer, chanting, meditation, gratitude list, movement, intuitive dance, yoga, going for a walk. There's lots of things on my list. So I make this huge list. And then every day I look at it and I go, what do I feel like doing today? And I'll pair the two. I'll be like, Ooh, intuitive music, intuitive movement. And then I'm going to journal about it. Or I'm going to pull some cards and then journal on them. Or I'm going to have a meditation and then go for a walk. Sometimes you don't have to pick two. Even you can just pick one, but I mix and match because this is the thing. You are different every day. Your body's different, your sleep level, your energy, your mindset, your mood, your triggers, everything is different every day. So just like exercise, I didn't even intend to use this as an analogy so much. If you do the same exercise every single day, it does not benefit you as much as trying different exercises. So if we are always just doing the same thing, we're going to check out. We're not going to be so present. The same journal prompts every day, like barf, right? So if you love journaling, find new prompts or put on beautiful music or something like that. But the first point is make it something you enjoy. So write out a list of all the things that feel like nourishing me time. It could be spiritual practices, self-love practices, self-care practices, just things that are nourishing for your body. Like I said, stretching or dancing or working out or whatever it is. Just make a big list and ask yourself on any given day, what do I feel like doing? And also how much time do I have? Right? Cause some days you might have an hour and some days that you, you might have five minutes. So it's important to say like, how much time do I have today? Okay. I have 15 minutes. What do I feel like doing? Okay. I'm going to do some gratitude journaling and then I'm going to do a little bit of yoga and I'm going to do like 10 minutes of yoga, five minutes of gratitude journaling. There's my 15 minutes. We're done. Right? So number one, make it something you enjoy. Number two, present moment awareness. So a lot of us are doing things without being fully present. So if you already have a daily practice ritual, or there's things that you enjoy doing, use present moment awareness. So one thing that I really love to do, I have my time in the day where I do my practices, but I also love to bring in little rituals and little practices into my everyday life. So maybe if I'm sitting outside of my, on my deck in the morning with my coffee or maybe it's in the evening or in the day, whenever. And I stop, I'm not scrolling on my phone. I'm not distracted. I stop and I pay attention to the present moment. I hear the birds chirping. I notice the sun coming through the trees. I notice the trees dancing in the wind that becomes like a sacred moment for my mindset, for myself. It's nourishing to my soul to be in the present moment. So bringing present moment awareness into the practice you're already doing, if you're stretching, become more present. If you're journaling, notice when your mind starts floating off and come back to the present moment. If you're doing breath work or EFT or going for a walk or lighting a candle and doing a prayer, bring yourself to the present moment, become really aware of the present moment. The thing I want to say about this is... This is why Eckhart Tolle talks so much about the power of now, the present moment. Everything is happening right here. Source is trying to deliver you magic, 
intuitive guidance, healing, perspective shifts, and even just a warm, fuzzy energy that feels like support, that feels like a hug. But it's only able to get into you or be noticed by you if you come to the present moment. If you're sitting in the forest or going for a walk, scrolling your phone, no judgment, you're not present to what's going around, what's going on around you. So you can't really pick up on the miracles of nature. You might not notice the eagle flying overhead or the butterfly that's been swooping around you, or maybe you've asked for a sign and you're not noticing the dragonflies or you're scrolling your phone. So you're not open to intuitive guidance. that's trying to come through. So here's the thing in a, in a practice, a spiritual practice, a self-care practice, we, most of us, and this may not be you, this is to each his own, but we have this intention where we want to feel closer with spirit. Maybe it's our soul. Maybe it's our spirit team. Maybe it's just intuitive guidance, right? That's part of often why we do this is to feel more connected. And it could even be just connected to ourselves and our highest self that can't happen if you're not in the present moment. So whatever you do as a practice, bring present moment awareness into your life. And then you can even bring that present moment awareness into other parts of your life. When you're driving or walking the dog around the block really quick. You can make it into more of a practice that is nourishing because if you walk around the block, same as the other example, and you're scrolling your phone the whole time, you come back, not really present to what just happened. Like, did you just go for a walk or was it just a bunch of Instagram feeds, you know? Um, and so when we go for a walk and soak up every moment, even if it's six minutes, and we become present, we feel more nourished. We feel less stressed. We feel more recalibrated. So that walk will actually go farther for you. So this is to all the moms or people around kids. Sometimes I just need a break in the day, right? They're all getting loud or tensions or whatever. And I just take moments and I ask my kids for what I need, or I tell them they know this. And sometimes I'll disappear into my closet or into my room or whatever. And if I go to a different room and just scroll my phone for five minutes because I'm stressed and I need a break, I notice, and I do this, I do both of these things. So I just want to be very human. I notice that when it's time to go back to my kids, I've had this little five minute break. I feel no less stressed, but when I go to my closet or I go to my bedroom or whatever, and I close my eyes and I flip my palms up and I just take a few breaths and I come to the present moment, I actually feel more relaxed and recalibrated after five minutes, because if we're on our phone, our stress hormones are still going and we're still stimulated, right? So yes, we might get a timeout from the kids or from that stressful thought, but we're not getting de-stressed. So this isn't a conversation about phones or how much you should use it, but this is about using the present moment and letting it nourish you because this is where spirit is. It's on the leading edge of right now, waiting to come through for you. And most of us are so distracted. We're not open. We're not receiving the guidance. We're not receiving the nourishing energy like we could. Okay. So number three is to light a candle and set an intention. So a lot of you already know about this, of course, lighting a candle and setting an intention is not a new thing, but try lighting a candle and setting an intention when you're doing something else for your ritual. So meaning sometimes that is our ritual is lighting a candle, setting an intention, 
gazing at the candle, breathing, blowing it out, saying, you know, and so it is, that's a beautiful ritual. But you can also light light a candle and set an intention when you do yoga or when you sit down to journal or say you're taking part of your sacred ritual is reading a few pages from a really inspiring book. When you set the intention and light a candle, it makes everything into a ritual. So, you know, the difference of lighting a candle, setting an intention and pulling a card for yourself, or even just simply journaling. Sometimes I'll even light a candle when I have a shower, I can see the candle from my shower. So don't be unsafe, but I light a candle. I set an intention and get in the shower. Of course you can do this with a bath or with a meditation. Be safe with your candles, everybody. Um, but I really encourage you to do this. So there's something very sacred about fire and about a flame. It's very alchemizing. It's the symbol of transformation and alchemy and, you know, um, really shape shifting fire is such a powerful force burning down what doesn't serve us to give room for the new. The Phoenix is literally born of the ashes. Fire is very powerful. So bringing fire and um, a candle and an intention into something else that you are regularly doing is so very powerful. I love to light a candle and set an intention before I do yoga or even before a workout. It doesn't even have to be something you're doing that's like super zen, but set that intention and you can set the intention for whatever you want. But really what I recommend is the intention of this yoga or this journaling or this shower is to show up for myself. So really just setting that intention. I'm journaling because I'm showing up for myself. This is my self-care time. It might be 10 minutes. You might have an hour. But when you do that, it makes it more sacred. It makes it more of like a scene, a ceremony. So light a candle, say your intention, maybe hand on heart, eyes closed. My intention today is to journal, to connect to myself, or maybe it's breath work. Maybe it's something else to connect to my body, to connect to spirit. Maybe you're an empath and you just need to move your energy through. And so you're going to do some intuitive movement and shaking it off and all of this. You can just say that, right? My intention is to move this energy is to get this funk out of me. So I'm going to dance. I'm going to lift some weights. I'm going to do a push up or 10 or whatever, because I got to move this energy through me. And that's your intention. And then when you're done your ritual, five minutes, an hour, whatever, blow out the candle and say, and so it is, and make your ritual even more sacred. Okay. Number four is to make sure that in your daily practice, you are calming your body and your nervous system. So this is so important. You have to remember that we do not manifest what we want. We manifest who we are. We manifest who we are being. And our nervous system is the thing that it's like the electrical system of the body, right? And it tells the body either we are safe or we are not safe. And when we have a lot of stress in our life, um, we need to counteract that. If you've had a lot of trauma in your life or a lot of stress recently, or a lot of just like, I'm not doing the right job or money stress or, you know, relationships, career stuff, whatever it is, the remedy to that is intentionally getting your nervous system into check. And it's, we all get stressed. It's normal. It's normal to go about your day and have triggers and, you know, thoughts about money or about where you are in life or whatever that is. But the whole point, like a, one of the big points of a, of a daily practice is to get time 
to recalibrate, to come back home to center. So making sure you calm your body and your nervous system as part of your ritual. So you may do meditation, yoga, stretching, breath work, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're calming your nervous system. So maybe what you're doing already does that gets your body nice and relaxed. You have a bath, you're nice and relaxed, check, check. Right. But I'm more saying this for the people that if they're, if their ritual is active, like it's going out for a run or a walk or a hike, or I love to intuitively dance. So just, it's really just movement. I ask myself, like, how do my feelings, my emotions want to move through me? I do some real funky moves and move that energy through. So maybe you're doing something more like that. Or if you've ever been to one of my get on block ceremonies, I teach about like flicking off the energy, shaking out the energy. That's amazing. Do that. And then after Even just spend two minutes, palms up, taking a deep breath, coming back to center and calming the body. So number four is making sure to calm your body and your nervous system, AKA take a fricking moment for yourself. You deserve it. And remember that when we're in that calm nervous system state, our body, our brain registers us as safe. When we feel safe, we can easily or more easily be in receiving mode. When we are not safe, when our nervous system doesn't feel safe, it's much harder to manifest because we end up creating more lack of safety, right? If we, if we don't recognize this, but this is the remedy to even anxiety and overwhelm and healing and all these things is like making a time in the day where you bring your nervous system down to parasympathetic, down to a relaxation state, that is going to help you so much. So a lot of you are already doing that, but if you have a ritual that's more active or you go for a run every day or a walk every day, and that's your you time, maybe at the end of the walk before you get in your car or something, just take a moment to just really take a few deep breaths, flip your palm up. If it feels your palms up or hand on your heart, just take a couple breaths to kind of feel that. Right. Because activity can be stressful, not mentally because it feels so good mentally, but our bodies and our muscles are being stressed. So it's good. Exercise is good. Working hard on your body is good, but we also want to bring in complete relaxation. Even if it's only two minutes, that's going to go so far. It shows the universe too, that you're chill, that you're more relaxed, that you're not stressed out as much, right? Even if it's just five minutes and that helps you to attract more things to feel calm and relaxed about. It helps to attract less stress. So taking little moments where you're making sure that at some point in your ritual, your daily practice, that your body becomes calm. Like I said, even just for two minutes. So number five, so let's do a quick recap. We're halfway through. Number one is make it something you actually enjoy. Then you'll be having fun. You'll be in pleasure. That helps you manifest. Number two, practice present moment awareness. That is where you will receive more guidance from spirit. That's where you'll be able to be in genuine gratitude because you're noticing like the butterfly, the trees, the your body in the present moment, you might not be outside, you might be inside, but you're here in the present that is going to help you manifest because that's where spirit is. That's where spirit's trying to speak to you. That's where you will feel guidance, um, moving you forward. And it's also where well-being is, is in the present moment. 
So number three was light a candle and set an intention, especially if it's something that you don't normally set a candle for. It makes such a difference. It also helps. They're just showing me now my spirit team that actually helps to bring in your spirit team. It helps to bring in like angels and your spirit team. There's something very sacred about fire that I think we don't even fully understand as humans, but there is something very spiritual that they're showing me right now. It helps you also to connect to angels and your spirit team. So number four was to make sure you are calming your body at some point, your nervous system, just taking a moment, taking a deep breath, feeling that come down. Number five is switch it up. Keep it fresh. And this goes into like number one, making it something you enjoy. So for all of you that love to be repetitive, if repetition gets you going, if you find an incredible amount of safety in doing the same thing every day, then do that. That's totally fine. But I really believe in switching it up because you're an organic being and you're different every single day. As I was saying, right? Some days you're more stressed. You might be more tired. It depends on the moon cycle. And if you're a woman, it depends on your menstrual cycle and what's going on in your life. The same practice isn't going to serve you in the same way every day. So I highly recommend switching it up. Even if you don't take the daily practice challenge and you're needing new tips or whatever, just search it online, new journal prompts or search YouTube for a morning movement routine or just something like something to get you moving. If you really enjoy exercise, bring that in. If you don't stop doing it, maybe, I mean, I think all of us benefit from exercise, but as part of your ritual, do the things you enjoy, but also switch it up, keep it fresh, and then you'll want to do it. So with my idea of writing out all the things you like every day, something different sticks out. I'll be like, Ooh, mala beads. I haven't done like a mala bead prayer lately, or, Oh, I haven't pulled cards for myself this week. Or, Oh, that guided meditation that I have on my phone. I really want to do that. Or I want to put on my own, um, like I have a track that you'll get in the daily practice challenge called beach bliss. And you guys have had that inactivated as well. It's just background, background music. I actually made a new one that is a full hour. So you can put it on just in the background. Um, but really just switching it up, making it different so that you enjoy it. Just like to me, the same as exercise, unless you crave repetition and then you do you. <laughs> so number six is to acknowledge your intention to show up for yourself. So this comes back a little bit like the set an intention, but more than that, every single thing you do for yourself, acknowledge yourself, say to yourself, I am doing this with the intention of showing up for me. So even if you're clipping your toenails or having an extra long shower where you're, you know, shaving everything and doing all the loofahs and all the stuff, acknowledge yourself. I'm doing this because I'm learning how to show up for myself. I'm doing this because I'm worth it. I talk out loud to myself all the time and every day when I get on my yoga mat, I say, okay, Talia, this is your time because you are worth it. I'm going to go do yoga now because I'm worth it. I literally talk out loud to myself. So if you don't want to be like that, then say it inside, but acknowledging yourself, I'm making this tea for myself and sitting down with my journal because I'm worth it and get sassy with it. I'm going for a walk because I'm fucking worth it because I deserve 20 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is for yourself. It doesn't matter. Five minutes you are worthy of if that's all you have today. 
So do whatever you're going to do and set an acknowledgement of yourself first. This is where manifestation is like you call in the energy of your life. You declare your rules. You declare how this life is going to go. So if you start saying to yourself, I'm going to take a bath because I'm worth it. You reinforce that truth. The universe goes like, oh, clearly she's worth it. Clearly she knows she's worth it, or they know that they're worth it. So we're going to continue sending you things that match that high self-worth, more opportunities, more abundance, more beautiful connections, community, people that love you and support you. You'll, you'll be able to call in more when you're walking around going like, I'm worth it. I am worth feeling good. And I know that for some people that feels so far away for other people, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's the basis of everything. So anything you're going to do five minutes of loofahing your body or journaling or meditating before you do it. Or if you forget, do it after I acknowledge that I did that because I'm worth it. I gave myself those 15 minutes that hour because I am worth it. And there's times where I go to do my practice and then I walk downstairs to like get tea or something and there's dishes and I'm like, Oh, I should just quickly do the dishes. And Oh, then, Oh, the dog needs to be fed. And Oh, I got to flip the laundry over. Does this sound familiar? And I'll just stop. And because I talk to myself out loud, I go Talia, stop. You are worth the yoga. Go do it. You can do the laundry after. Right. And I'll go do it. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I am worth it. So really acknowledge yourself. So number six is acknowledge your intention to show up for yourself. And this will really amplify the mojo of your experience. Number seven, celebrate yourself. Same type of energy after you do a ritual. If you pray, if you do one Ho'oponopono prayer, if you do one meditation, if you do one journal prompt, if you walk for five minutes, if you stretch for two minutes before your client call or whatever you're doing, acknowledge yourself, celebrate yourself, say to yourself, I did that. I did that 20 minute yoga. I did that 10 minute meditation. I did that hour walk. I took that bath. I acknowledge myself. So acknowledging yourself is so important because most of us do not do it like at all. So I want you to practice and maybe even repeat after me right now. I acknowledge myself. I acknowledge myself for learning how to show up for myself. I acknowledge myself for showing up today, for doing that meditation, for taking five deep breaths. I acknowledge myself, whether it was five minutes or 55 minutes, it doesn't matter for any of you that get wrapped up in perfectionism, or if you've been, you know, in the diet industry or with exercise, like we often think we have to do this like 60 minute boot camp type energy in order to be serving ourselves, but it's just simply not true. Five minutes of breath work is so potent because not only is it potent for the nervous system and energy and all the things, but it's so easy to overlook that when you go, no, instead of dropping myself altogether, I'm going to take five minutes. Cause that's all I have. I'm going to set an intention. I'm going to breathe through some emotion. I'm going to picture myself grounding down into the earth and I'm going to go about my day and acknowledge the crap of, <laughs> acknowledge the crap out of myself for doing that because it's 
a miracle every time you show up for yourself. Again, remember, we were not taught how to show up for ourselves, how to meet our needs. So whether it's five minutes or 55 minutes, acknowledge yourself after acknowledge yourself, celebrate, celebrate yourself, go get yourself a fresh pressed juice or have a nice bath or just high five yourself. Say, good job, me. I did that. And don't acknowledge yourself less if it's five minutes compared to an hour. Don't buy into that BS. We are busy. We are busy seekers. Sometimes all you have is 10 minutes and that is way more potent than not because not showing up for yourself shows the universe that you do not value yourself. When you do show up for yourself, it shows the universe that you value yourself and the person who values themselves will manifest more. So make sure that you're celebrating yourself. The energy of celebration also brings in and manifests with the law of attraction, more things to celebrate. So if every day you're going, yeah, good job, me, even for five minutes, or whether it was two hours or it was a yoga class or it was one journal prompt, if you're every day going like, woohoo, I did it. I did it. I did it. That catches like picks up momentum so quickly that you start manifesting more things to genuinely celebrate because you're in the energy of celebration. You attract who you are being, not just what you want. So when you're celebrating yourself, you are literally attracting more things to celebrate, more things that match that energy of like, oh my God, I did it, right? Don't you want that feeling? I did it. I manifested the money. I got the promotion. I met my soulmate. I ran a marathon. I I smashed my goals. That's what that starts to manifest as and attract when you're celebrating, So don't overlook the power of a five minute breath work session with a celebration at the end of it. It is so powerful. So that was number seven to celebrate yourself, whether it's five minutes or 55 minutes, it deserves the exact same over the moon hooting and hollering fireworks displays type of celebration. (laughs) So number eight is to engage your senses. This is really juicy. I was talking to a client about this this morning. So your brain, some of you may know this, your brain, conscious and subconscious does not know what is real and what is not when it is fully embodied in the sensual, sensual, that sounds sexy, the senses experience. I meant sensual, like senses, sensual. (laughs) Anyway, um, when you are immersed in that, your brain doesn't know what is quote unquote real or not. This is why we can wake up from a dream and be like, Oh my God, you know, in a cold sweat. And like, I was just running from the, because in the dream, you were seeing things. I don't know if we smell in dreams. Let me know if you do. We were seeing things. We were feeling things. There was sounds going on. Our brain thought it was real, which is why we wake up and we're like, oh my God, I'm so thankful you didn't leave me because like your heart's beating because your partner left you in a dream or whatever it is, right? So that's the same thing with When you are fully engaged in your senses, your brain perceives pleasure and well-being and feeling really good senses, like using our senses, it amplifies our experience of pleasure so big. So why I'm saying this or what this means examples is as you are doing your practice, whatever it is that you're doing, as I said, it could be literally anything that you're choosing to do, engage your senses. So 
try nourishing smells. Again, even if you're doing yoga or meditation or, you know, whatever it is, try nourishing smells like Palo Santo or sage or incense or essential oils like lavender or rose or peppermint or whatever gets you feeling so beautiful. So I have this one essential oil and it's jasmine and jasmine makes me feel like so luxurious and like a goddess. And I don't even know, Jasmine makes me feel like an enriched embodied goddess that is so abundant and powerful. So I've had this bottle forever because first of all, it's like really thick. I don't know if you're, if you have Jasmine, if it's kind of thick, but I only use it So sometimes, so I'll use Jasmine sometimes in a bath when I want to almost like drip with abundance, or if I'm having a really nourishing, like self-love practice, I'll bring in Jasmine. Otherwise I always use lavender. I always use, um, eucalyptus. I really love in, depending on the season, bringing in things like citrusy smells, if I'm dancing around or if I'm doing so anyway, you get this, you get the scene, bring in smells like these beautiful nourishing smells that you love. It could be a scented candle. It could be even a perfume that really jazzes you up, whatever it is to you, fresh flowers. Like it really doesn't matter, but get your smell sense on board. Bring in taste with maybe a nice tea or your favorite beverage. You could also be journaling while, you know, snacking on organic dried mango or whatever you really enjoy something that feels nice, maybe fresh fruit or something like that. Bringing in taste, even if it's just water with lemon, it's a beautiful way to like bring in taste into your practice. You can also experiment with touch and feel such as fabrics like scarves, blankets. You know, often if I'm journaling, I have this big beanbag couch thing that you may have seen in the background of some of my videos and I settle up in that and I get my favorite blanket always. I have a pillow behind me. I get my favorite blanket. I make sure I'm really comfortable, like nothing's cutting in. I'll usually take off my bra. I go the whole, whole way, but the, the feeling, so fabrics, blankets, scarves, clothing, you could bring in like a silk scarf, or you could wear something that makes you feel, even if it's cotton or bamboo or whatever, just really paying attention to the fabrics that you can touch or feel or feel on your skin or blankets. Like I said, something like that. And then you can always do relaxing music to, for the sense, for the hearing sense, right? You could put on relaxing music, or you could simply notice the birds outside or the wind, or even the sound in your house, as long as it's not like triggering you sometimes like my kids screaming, or if I hear like someone's having a tantrum, it's not really what I want to tune into in the middle of my meditation, but hearing the birds outside or just hearing the house creak or the sounds in your home, maybe your kids are having a great time or someone's playing music in your house or they're laughing, just paying attention to the sounds. Or like I said, putting on relaxing music or Hertz frequencies like binaural beats and things like that. Noticing the birds, putting on nature sounds. That's why I have, you get it in the daily practice challenge, but a one hour beach bliss track, which is basically just waves. Cause my happy place is almost always a beach and it's beautiful waves with very relaxing, um, music over top that just is really good for like journaling or meditating or just having a moment. 
So really get your senses involved for a more riching and fulfilling experience. This also helps with manifestation, as I was saying, to bring in the senses of well-being. It calms you. It's, it's just like extra nourishing. And in your dream life, you want to have like lavender essential oils and your nice teas or a fresh coffee or a smoothie or whatever. And you, maybe you have silk scarves you use, or you're wearing comfy clothes. Like that is you in your highest self. So really engage in the senses. And before all of your daily practices, again, no matter what you're doing, ask yourself, you don't have to have all the senses, but before yoga, I light sage. It sounds so funny, but if there's something about it that makes me feel so invigorated, I will make sure I'm wearing comfortable clothes or something really loose. If I'm doing yoga or sometimes just yoga pants and a sports bra, but I'm really aware of the feel of my body and what I'm wearing. So that type of example, you get it. So number nine, we're almost done here. I hope this has been serving you. I'm going to do a recap after this. Number nine is to script slash visualize slash end scene. So bringing in some sort of manifestation practice, and this can be done in any form. When you're on a walk, when you're stretching, when you're doing breath work, after you do breath work, meditating, after you meditate, it doesn't matter what your ritual and practice is, you can do this. So bringing in some sort of forward momentum practice. So scripting is, if you are curious, um, you can check the links below in the show notes for the freebie center. In that is a free scripting guide, as well as an awakening her daily practice um, that you can go through. And there's a stress meditation. There's a lot down there, so you can check it out. But there's a scripting guide if you want to learn more in depth. So scripting is a form of journaling where we write in the first person as if our goal has already been achieved. So if I'm going for the goal of my book being a New York Times bestseller or something like that, I will write out as if I'm writing a journal entry from the place that it's just happened. So I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I just got a call from my publisher and the book has gone number one or whatever it is, right? So you could send, you could do an end scene where you're like, oh, I just woke up this morning. I feel so good in my skin. I checked my phone and I got payments coming in, or I just woke up next to my soulmate. We're going to go out on a nice long walk today and go for lunch. Maybe you're trying to call in a partner. So it's writing in the first person as if it's already happened. And you can even date the piece of paper, the journal entry to a place in the future. So you might say like, you know, August 15th, 2023 for it to have it be at the time of recording just in the future, or it could be, you've just made your million dollars and you make it January 2nd, 2025, because that feels like that'll be when you're on track to make the million. So it really doesn't matter if it's set for a week in the future, a year in the future, but that is scripting. Another method to do this is visualizing, but I like to talk about an end scene. So I teach this in my programs. I talk about an end scene and with my clients. So it's visualizing, but it's again, remember how when our brain doesn't believe it, it doesn't really, <clears throat> pardon me, it doesn't really go anywhere. So if I'm visualizing myself making a million dollars, but I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt, it's really not going to do anything. So what I like to do with my clients and with myself and, you know, everybody that I teach in programs and all the students, I like to talk about an end scene. 
So this is you celebrating something that has happened that's like in the near-ish future. So maybe you want to buy a home in the next year and it feels a bit out of reach, but you really want to do it in the next year. You might picture an end home, an end scene of yourself putting the key in the door of your new home. So this end scene is really like a two, three second clip that just kind of loops. So I have an end scene of myself on a beach. I always tell my clients about this and it's not just for me to manifest being on a beach. It's actually the manifestation and embodiment of my total empowerment and peace and, um, sense of like being in my power. And I'm sitting on this beach and I'm so grateful. I feel abundant because anytime I travel, I feel abundant and I feel so at peace in my body on this beach. There's turquoise water. I'm alone in that moment. Maybe I have a break, you know, from my family, go down the beach. Maybe I'm on a solo trip. I don't really know, but I feel so at peace. And it's just this like two to three second clip that runs in my mind. I look down the beach and I come and that becomes an anchor in my manifestations. So you can create an end scene of you getting married or you finding out you're pregnant or you, you know, getting your first paying client because you're starting a new business. It doesn't matter what it is. It could even be an end scene at the end of this month. And you've been like, I made 5,000 extra dollars this month. That's so exciting because that's your goal. Doesn't matter what it is at all. But instead of just randomly visualizing, I'm going to recommend you pulling up an end scene. I love to also include in that end scene, a celebration. So that's why I said with the book one, my end scene would be like, Oh my God, I just got off the call with the publisher. Ah!" Like it's so exciting, right? Like I just met someone. I think they're the one, or I just got married or I've been, you know, months without any pain or any flare ups. And we can picture this scene of like celebration, like I'm no longer in pain, or I don't remember the last time an anxiety attack took me down. It depends on what you're going for in your life, but bringing something into your practice, even if it's not every day, but that trajects you forward. Do you know what I mean? Like causes forward momentum and sort of brings forward what you desire to feel. So number 10, let's do quick recap, 10 keys to having a daily practice that actually helps you to manifest. Number one, make it something you enjoy. Number two, present moment awareness. Number three, light a candle, set an intention, even if it's a yoga class or a yoga, you know, in your, in your living room. Um, the fourth one is calm your body and your nervous system. Take a moment. Number five, switch it up, keep it fresh, unless you're a habit of creature. And then kudos to you. You're probably super consistent. Um, number six, acknowledge your intention to show up for yourself, no matter what you're doing. This is me. My intention for this practice is to show up for myself, is to nourish myself. Number seven, celebrate yourself after, no matter what you did. Five minutes, 55 minutes, you deserve to be celebrated and honored, my love, because you're doing such a great job. Number eight, engage your senses. Get it yummy. Pour lavender on your wrists. Pour. It sounds like you're just pouring out lavender. Um, Light Palo Santo, incense, whatever. While you're doing your normal practices, it will feel so good. I even put lavender on my wrist before I go out on a walk and I'm like smelling them because it just, I just love it so much. So engage your senses. Number nine, script slash visualize slash end scene, something that helps you to connect to that future version, to that end scene, what you want to create. And then number 10 is prayer. 
So bring prayer, if it feels right to you, into your practice. And when I say prayer, all I mean is speaking to or connecting to spirit, or it can be your highest self, or it can be your soul, or it can be your spirit team. It can be your Nana or your mom or your dad who has passed away, or it could be God, spirit, source, angels. It really doesn't matter. I know that there's going to be some wording that works for you. It could be a prayer to your highest self, as I said, connecting to your soul, or it could be God, whatever feels best for you. But having a prayer where you are asking for guidance. I feel it's important to also have the gratitude. So to say like guides, angels, universe, or God, or highest self, thank you for allowing me to be here today. Thank you for the lessons I've been learning. Thank you for guiding me along in my journey. Thank you for the blessings that are already in my life. Some sort of gratitude is beautiful. And then asking for guidance. I need help knowing how to navigate this situation. I need help knowing if this is the right job for me. Please guide me in my next step because I have no freaking clue right now. Please help me. You can ask for a sign. You can speak to spirit and say, I surrender. Help me. Guide me. What I'm doing isn't working. I surrender. What would you have me do? So it could be a prayer just say, thank you, God, for all the blessings, or it can be, please help me. I need clarity on this thing. Or it could be, I surrender. It can be anything you want. You can call forward direction from your intuition, whatever it is you want. But I would highly suggest at least a couple times a week in your practice, making that connection with the higher realms. And like I said, it can even be to the angels. It really doesn't matter. Your mom, your grandma, whoever, but connecting to those higher realms is is a huge piece of a daily practice that helps you to manifest because it connects you up with spirit. So you become, you basically call on guidance, you call on answers and you become, the answers will be given. So when you call in those answers, you also sort of without realizing it, create a little bit of a dialogue of like, please guide me, right? So then in your day, you'll be looking for the guidance coming forward. If you asked, like, let me know what the next step is in my health journey. And then two hours later, you have a friend that's like, oh my goodness, I just, like, I started taking magnesium. I felt so much better. Or, hey, I've been trying all these new recipes. Do you want to maybe like try to, these new recipes, whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's some sort of yoga or exercise online site or something. And you could be like, huh, I wonder if this is part of the answer to my asking. It makes you curious. It makes you open for guidance without asking, without intentionally being open. We're usually not picking up on the guidance that spirit is bringing forward for you. So a beautiful way to tie this all in a bow is if you're not calming your body, if you're not coming to the present moment, if you're not in enjoyment while you're doing your practices, if you're not acknowledging yourself, you're not going to be able to receive the guidance you want because I know there's some guidance you want. What is my next step? What is blocking me? How do I make more money? How do I start my business? How do I heal this? Right? So by asking, you bring forward guidance. They want to be used and asked and utilized. Your spirit team wants to be utilized. Your soul wants to answer you. So make sure in your practice that you are connecting through prayer. But to me, prayer is just speaking to the divine. 
It doesn't have to be any anything. A lot of people prayer reminds them of like a Christian way of praying or that certain God. It's really just your dialogue with the universe and with the divine. So I hope that this has served you, my love. I cannot wait to see you in the 14 day daily practice challenge. It is going to be so good. This is so important because once again, we were not taught how to care for our needs. That becomes our job. If you have abandonment wounds, if you feel alone or you suffer with self-sabotage, low self-esteem, low confidence, having a daily practice starts to bring you back to you and it recenters your energy. And when you do that for even small amounts of time in the day, you start to create new energy in your life, which instantly starts to have you manifesting better things and more enjoyable things into your life. So my love create a daily practice. It'll be one of the best things you do. I can't wait to help you do that in the challenge. I hope this served you. If it did, I would love to hear about it. Remember that if you take a screenshot and post it on Instagram, if you take a screenshot that you're listening to the show, post it on Instagram and tag me, I will send you a free gift. Um, I just can't wait to see you in the challenge and online and in all the places. So I love you so much. I hope that you have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot. And I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her daily practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her manifesting apparel store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.